Today is Wednesday, April 25th, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. everyone and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje and recently a friend of Medjugorje wrote in one of the recent Caritas newsletters that we're in a time of a new Passover. Passover of the Virgin Mary where she is coming to the world in a time where God is bringing down a judgment upon the world. And in days like today when Our Lady gives a message sometimes it's easy to gloss over the message and sometimes it's easy to not even think about the message or not to think that the message is fireworks or not maybe what you were expecting it to be. But tonight a friend of Medjugorje is going to speak to us about this message and it is much, much more than anything than you can understand. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In fact, if you ask yourself the question about Our Lady being here on the earth, you would have to answer. She is a judgment. She's the judgment of God. Why is God sending her here since 1981 every single day? Except that he's made some kind of decision that has to be intervening in the human race, man's history, that necessitates that. So that necessary decision is a judgment of God that the world's going to be corrected and just as all prophets came before that time and warned of this and foretold it, Our Lady is here not only foretelling things but she's showing us how to go through periods of tribulation. How do you interpret that? You cannot contemplate the apparitions for almost 37 years and she's given the written form messages and Maria writes it down like today and she can remember the message. Mariana writes her second of the month message which are very long and she can recall it verbatim and it's crystal clear and I've been with Maria many times on the 25th and watched her write it. We go into the next room when she's here. And we had one of our community members with Maria today in Medjugorje. So we see this freshness of the message that's so important that she writes it down. 
Our Lady has created a network throughout the whole world. We've been the largest in the world network for that. But there's thousands of other small organizations or individuals that spread it across the world. For what purpose? Because there is some kind of judgment coming. We are being prepared for something. So there's a permanence to the messages, unlike any of the apparitions preceding this. In other words, Our Lady told Lucia and the visionaries, the other two, that unless man repents from his sins, a larger and greater war will break out. But Our Lady's not here in that form. She's not giving messages in that style. The messages are something to show us how to deal with tribulations. And the day's message speaks of that. But what does that mean? It has to be interpreted that the messages that's given to us on the 2nd and the 25th are for now and tomorrow and the next month and the next years, decade, centuries, whatever time we have, how to go through tribulation. We think things of tribulation and trials of life today are difficult, and it is. But because I lady's here 37 years and we're in a time of grace, we haven't seen anything yet. It necessitates for a lady to be here every day. To give us messages of permanence to get us to the end of the world. Because the prodigies of Satan have amounted so much in his camp and are so powerful that they literally put temptations directly into the brain of what his message is. You might say, how could that be? In the book I see far, I explained it. I studied this. I looked at it. And I tried to comprehend how the devil has so much power God had to send our lady. For what I just said, the power of Satan is so much that it has to be confronted with a new power from the Virgin Mary. And in far it states, what you see on TV when you look at it is one small dot of light, less than the size of a pinhead. That's all, a single dot, which is sent from its source, network, studio, etc., as an electrical impulse. And this is not the technology now. This is decades ago. I continue to explain it. If you could freeze the screen in a microsecond of time, the only visible thing would be this single dot. When it disappears, the next single dot appears, only one at a time. You remember where the last dot was and are watching the present dot and you are waiting and anticipating the next dot. What I'm reading to you now, and I see far, think about this, absorb this. This is an immense power of the devil to influence and overcome everything you do. Continuing what I wrote, no images are ever, ever there. You remember previous dots and hold them in the right side of your brain where the image is built and stamped in you. You never, never see an image. 
It is not sent through a wire or airways. It is made up in your very self, in your own mind, and all below the conscious awareness, all in a fraction of a time. The medium, and when I say medium, it's the TV itself. It's not the contents. It's the machine. The medium deceives us, and it, in itself, gets us to create in ourselves the images it dictates. The television itself does this to us, actually putting the left side of our brain into a semi-dormancy and sneaking in and stamping an image on the right side. This sounds bizarre, but this is how the system works. To be able to write this years ago, I had to study this over and over and over to put it in layman terms. It continues, this is why it is said that the medium, television, is the message. It's not the contents. The television entrances you and seduces you by its dictates and entertains the tendencies to sin by actually forming the image, comma, perhaps in somewhat the same way a temptation comes upon you, except the television continues to lead your thoughts, which in turn will lead your heart. Now, I want to pause there. Do you understand what's being said? I studied about the alpha waves and the beta waves. One side of your brain is analytical. The other side is passive, which in 30 seconds of watching TV, you bypass the side of the brain that is analytical and can reject things. And so when a temptation comes upon you, if you don't reject it immediately and you entertain it, you sin. The television has the ability, the medium itself, the machine, to implant bypassing your guard and put the thoughts or the temptation or something vile that you're watching just like a temptation. So I'll back up a little bit. Continues to lead your thoughts, which in turn will lead your heart. To subject yourselves to this medium is very dangerous to not only the spiritual life, but also to your soul itself. I wrote this in 19, what, 93? 94? Look where we are today. But this continues, and it's important that you grasp this. The content can be anything, and Satan has never had a problem finding bad apples to mix with good apples. Religious or secular programs' contents. But we've told you many times, the communists said in Hollywood we only want 5% of the party line in the movie. Satan can present something religious, and the commercial comes on. Just enough to tempt you. The explanation I continue says, the real message is the box. You fill in the motion and the picture. You are very involved, very busy, and all this activity is only on one side of the brain. The left side is tuned out. That's your analytical side. It continues, this frees up the right side to accept and act upon the suggestions and commands. Simply put, you open your consciousness up to suggestions and even commands of the contents. 
which is controlled and planted in you by the medium itself. That should scare you. And you know who it really scared the most? The high priest of television. The one who was a philosopher who helped build the TV industry. And once he understood what it does to you and what it does to the left side and the right side of the brain, this is what he urged. Everyone to pull the plug on television because he considered it deeply violent in its effect on the mind and body. This guy, if you look up McLuhan, this high priest, you'll see that he turned against it and we're accepting it. So why did I go so deep into this? Because heaven is outgunned through different presidents the United States of America let the military fall apart. We became weak and we were ran over. Satan jumped ahead of us and the church and our people, we didn't keep up. And God's hand was forced by Our Lady and her intercession that I need to go to the world. Look at it, God the Father is falling apart and he's a mother. And we don't know what kind of lobbying she did before 1981, but I can tell you, if she told Jesus to start his ministry and he said no, it's not my time. As I've said many times, she gets her way. And so she comes to the world. And not only does she come here like in Fatima, she wants more power. She needs to counter. Heavenly Father, please look. Look what Satan's done. He's got the fax machine. He's got the cell phones. He's got the electronics. He's got the iPods. He's got all these things. And all of the mediums getting in the brains and the hearts of the people. And they're being lost. I need more influence. I need more power. This is what I've been talking about, a new efficacy of Our Lady. We're experiencing this here at Caritas. You experience if you pick Winston Mejigoria. She speaks to you. She guides you. We have that live grace already now that's coming into the future. Our Lady is in our life throughout the whole day here at Caritas, our whole grounds. We see miracles. We experience her power. We tap into it. It's that big. And so today, Our Lady comes and gives us another message in a context that we can rely on this, what's coming in tribulation in the future, because she will have the power that you can draw upon if you want it to go through the tribulations and to defeat darkness. Our Lady's April 25th, 2018, monthly message to the world. Dear children, today... I am calling you to live your new life with Jesus. May the Risen One give you strength to always be strong in the trials of life and to be faithful and persevering in prayer. Because Jesus saved you by His wounds and by His resurrection gave you new life. Pray. Little children, and do not lose hope. May joy and peace be in your hearts and witness the joy that you are mine. I am with you and love you all with my motherly love. 
Thank you for having responded to my call. Well, we don't need to pay attention to thank you for having responded to my call because she says that every time. Why? Because she's looking for action, not a passive thing like the TV does, bypassing the analytical. You need to look at these messages analytically because many people in the Medjugorje world, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to do these messages where it says, go adore Jesus in the Eucharist. Those may be good things, but that's passive. Our lady wants us to be in action. That's what this means. It's very profound when she says, thank you for responding to my call. Don't sit on this. You have to act. You have to do something. Why? Because hatred is so prevalent. It is growing. And we can say things that we wouldn't say 10 or 15 years ago about the left. The left hates God. They hate light. And whatever they hate, you can see it's going to be of God. We're in a tragic time. We're in a time to be in fear of God, but not in fear. Takes my breath away You fall like rain Cover us in drops of pain I'm afraid That we just might drown Dear hate Well you sure are colorblind Your kiss is the cruelest kind You could poison any mind Look at my Don't know how this world keeps spinning
dear love Just when I think you've given up You were there in the garden When I ran from your voice I hear you every morning Through the chaos and the noise You still whisper down through history And echo through these hearts You were in the garden. Who is you? Hate. And what does it say? Like a snake in the grass. We have amidst us Satan, ready to really become incarnate with the Antichrist. Our Lady is here to disrupt that. At the same time, many, many people have been overpowered by Satan. And hatred is always part of it. And it comes from those who are dressed up in suit and ties, like the attorney in England, who a little boy, which is only two years old, named Alfie, who went to the hospital, and he's been declared that his life is not worthy of being continued on life support. His two young parents want to save him. You may have been hearing about this in the last couple of days because it's exploded everywhere. We had a girl by the name of Benedetta. She's been on this program. She came to us years ago. She believed in Medjugorje, but she was struggling with her life. She didn't want to live anymore. She was anorexic. And Benedetta accompanied the father to go meet Pope Francis. And Pope Francis put a statement on this because the hospital in London was going to take the life support. And so the man in the suit, the attorney for the hospital... My father pointed out during the proceedings that the only determining factor is in the best interest of Alfie. So Francis is involved. Our friend Benedetta is involved. The parents want to save him. They want to keep him on life support. And the hospital says, no, he's not worthy of life. So Italy grants him Italian citizenship. They have a plane waiting for him so they can immediately take him out of England and get the help he needs. But the judge added to McFarlane, the attorney, this, which is hate, an amazing amount of hate, because the judge is said to be respected. The judge added, what rights others have, particularly the parents, falls into a subsidiary category. Did you hear that? The judge in England says the parents are subservient to the hospital. So let's get this straight. This is hate. They're going to the doctors at the hospital who sells organs for a lot of money. And they say the parents are to submit to that. And I tell you, Jesus Christ would say, the supreme decision is who owns the baby. It's not the hospital. This is very clear. There's no gray zone here. And the words, like a business, like IBM has as many subsidiaries, Walmart has subsidiaries, Sears has subsidiaries, a two-store, they call. 
and the parents of subsidiary is verbiage. What rights others have, particularly the parents, he's pointing to them, particularly the parents, falls into a subsidiary category. You think this is not hatred? Where are we going? What's going to happen to us? So day before yesterday, they turned off life support. The parents have no say-so. And the Pope tweets, Moved by the prayers and immense solidarity, shown little Alfie Evans, his last name, I renew my appeal that the suffering of his parents may be heard and that the desire to seek new forms of treatment may be granted. So he's referring to the Italian citizenship that he could be immediately transferred to Italy. And they won't do it. So now Alfie has been alive for 40 hours. And this continuous saga is going on while the whole world watches. And our lady gives a message today. Pray, little children, and do not lose hope. What are we to think of these things? All this calculates out to one thing, that hate in the garden, that snake. Let me just interject here because you said something a couple of weeks ago in in your Medjinomics program, Power of Words, Bring Down Empires, that really struck me very hard because I don't, I believe it was the Holy Spirit in the way that it flowed out and the power in which you, you spoke these words. But first of all, you were quoting from Our Lady's message of January 25th, 2015, which Our Lady said, Satan wants to suffocate man and his soul by his contagious wind of hatred and unrest. Hatred and war are growing from day to day. It certainly applies to the situation with Alfie. But you followed those words of Our Lady with these words. Those are Our Lady's words, not mine. And you're seeing this manifesting. The fermentation of hatred is of the devil. And its target, where you see it, so caustic, shows that there's something of the light on the other side of what's being hated. That struck me so hard because that's the one thing that's missing always in the commentaries of everything that's going on in our world today. It gives the explanation of why there is such manifestation of hatred and everything that's good. And it seems that Satan, because of his contagious wind of hatred and unrest, he's able to bring about a sweeping movement. And we, on the other side, seem to be fumbling and explaining why that attack is so abhorrent, why people aren't seeing with real clarity what this battle is between light and dark. Well, that statement is very clarifying. In essence, and I know that was Holy Spirit because it came out just too perfect for me to say that, too clear, because it's like the school theme presentation we read a few broadcasts before, that is so clarifying of separation and division for the purpose of unity. And this is another statement I know a lady put in my heart, and it is from the Holy Spirit. I wasn't thinking about that. 
the statement says real clearly, if you want to see clarity and have a clear vision, just look at what is hated, which is of the light. Alei said, you're at a turning point. We just got through talking about this, I think, last week. A turning point is coming. And anything out there changing the direction of the world is a turning point, And it's going to be hated. Now, I was referencing this to Trump, the presidency. And you say, oh, that's light? The direction is light. He's walking toward the direction. It's not a judgment on how great the person is morally or, or sanctity. They don't have to be that way. But they got the right way they're turning things toward. And Trump is freeing up Christianity, is protecting Christianity. And Satan hates that. And you see this caustic hate anywhere where light is. And if you listen to the news, if you're reading things, you're judging things, look at who hates it and what do they represent and why do they hate it? Because people on the right really don't hate people. We don't come out back in the same way. That's why we're losing in some ways because we can't allow ourselves to do their methods because it's of hate. We have to conquer by love. But they're dry bones. They're dead. And this is how things are. Can you imagine what happened at Jesus' death? And a lady said in the message today, May the risen one give you strength to always be strong in trials of life. Jesus saved you by his wounds and his resurrection. But at his death, a strange thing happened. In Matthew 27, verse 51, it says, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. But then in reference and after the resurrection, it jumps from his death on verse 52, it says, The tombs also were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection. And they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Can you imagine these bones? Can these skeletons walking around? Or these bodies? It's an incredible thing. And this is what our lady is here for, to resurrect every wayward son and to rescue our daughters. What's taking place now is we have many dry bones that need resurrection. Our lady is speaking of this today. We have lost As we look down the road Where all the prodigals have walked One by one the enemy Is whisper lies and let them off as slaves But we know that you are God Yours is the victory That we may not yet see So with the faith you've given us We'll step into the valley unafraid Yeah As we call out to tribals Come alive, come alive We call out to dead 
We are full of dry bones that needs resurrections. The whole society, the whole culture, the whole world's this way. All you have to do is tune into the news or tune into the happenings of what's happening in the world today. And we know we're in dire straits. There's no way out of this situation except the intervention of heaven. And that's what you have to keep reminding yourself. Why is our lady here? The interest of the apparitions has grown cold. In the beginning of things, everybody was on fire. It was fire, and it swept like fire across everybody's hearts and the nations of the world. But now people get used to it, and they're so preoccupied in what they're doing. We're going to be doing a Medjinomics show tomorrow. That should shake you. That should wake you. That should maybe be like cold water thorn in your face. Listen to it tomorrow. Be praying in anticipation of it, because you need to understand where we're headed. It struck me in this message how strongly Our Lady speaks of Jesus in this message, and we've talked before, especially in the second of the month messages, where she often will say her son in referring to Jesus. But I want you to comment on the strength of which she speaks of Jesus in this message, Jesus, the risen one, Jesus who saved you by his wounds, by his resurrection, gave you new life. All of these are speaking of that strength of Jesus and what it is that she's really wanting us to grasp a hold of in these words. First of all, Mariana has very few messages referring to Jesus' name. 
And that's because people don't accept him. And it's for non-believers, and they've heard the name of Jesus, but she refers to him as my son. And on the 25th message, you'll see more often our lady say the name Jesus. But a focus on that is why she's here. Because she says, you don't really know who God is. It was that lady who said, talking about God, she says, wandering in darkness, you even imagine God himself according to yourselves, and not such as he really is in his love. We don't know God. And so Mariana doesn't refer to Jesus very often. But extraordinary numbers of time, my son, to get people to accept him. Because we have people that are broken. They have no heart anymore because it was destroyed in the family. There's no love. Not such as he really is in his love. They look at God as something else and they don't even have a belief in God anymore. Our lady said December 2nd, 2016. My motherly heart is crying as I am looking at what my children are doing. Sins are multiplying. The purity of souls is all the less important. We're not protecting the innocence of our children. We're teaching them perversion. Even in kindergarten, California's been ordered to teach these kids in public schools bad, wicked things which schools should be burned down for. You say, wow, that's probably dangerous to say to burn down the schools. I'm basing this on Jesus who went in the temple and turned it upside down. And Jesus said in the scriptures, woe to those who kill the innocence of little ones. Better for a millstone to be tied around the neck and thrown to the bottom of the river. And we have people doing this in California. And now conservatives in California are standing up. Go to the streets. Stop the schools. The purity of the souls is all the less important. Our lady continues in this message. Truth does not change. Nothing has changed. You can put it in public school books. You can ruin the hearts of these kids. You can put them on a path to hell and think they can become an abominable or they can become something so perverted that nobody... Even just in 1981, Our Lady appearing would believe. If you were told what we are doing in our schools, what's going on in the culture, you said, no way, that's not going to happen. And we're just accepting this perversion. And this message continues. I invite you, my children, to observe well the signs of the times to gather the shattered crosses. These poor children are going to be shattered crosses. Alfie is a shattered cross. His parents will be shattered crosses. And we need to give these people a prayer. We need to see the rising sun burn away all these sorrows. Because there's a lot of hurt in the world today. And it's going to be far more hurt as the consequences catch up with us. Alay said in today's message, Pray, little children, and do not lose hope. Look around you. Find those who are losing hope. Give them a prayer that they can borrow. What is that prayer? Sometimes the world feels so cold, friend. Sometimes hope is all we have to hold. And sometimes, my friend, a prayer is our only hope.
We need to borrow Our Lady's prayers when we hear a judge saying what rights others have, particularly the parents, falls into a subsidiary category. So the category of parents today is beneath the judge, the attorney, the hospital, and anyone else. And you wonder why Our Lady is crying? And looking at her children doing sins in the multiple ways, destroying the purity of these souls. And little Alfie, what's happening to him. One thing we can rely on is what our lady said April 2nd, 2018. The literal translation in creation. When our lady said, you must be united in the fellowship of the rising of my son. And here it is, our lady recalls this again. I don't recall... Our Lady going here a month after Easter in previous years where she keeps referring to this. 
as she did today, time April 2nd, the day after Easter, arising from my son, fellowship, and then today, the risen one, his resurrection gave you new life. All these things coming together. What is she trying to tell us? She says, today I'm calling you to a new life. She says, his resurrection gave you a new life. So in essence, what she's saying is he is alive. Very much alive. The gates and doors are barred and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow and half in fear the day Would find the soldiers breaking through to drag a song away And just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall The gate began to rattle and the voice began to call I hurried to the window, looked down into the street Expecting swords and torches And the sound of soldiers' feet But there was no one there but Mary So I went down to let her in John stood there beside me As she told me where she'd been She said they moved him in the night And none of us knows where The stone's been rolled away And now his body isn't there But the winding sheet they wrapped him in was just an empty shell And how or where they've taken him was more than I could tell Oh, something strange had happened there, just what I did not know John believed a miracle, but I just turned to go Circumstance and speculation couldn't lift me very high Cause I'd seen them crucify him Then I saw him die Back inside the house again The guilt and anguish came Everything I'd promised him Just added to my shame When at last it came to choices I denied I knew his name And even if wouldn't be the same But suddenly the air was filled with a strange and sweet perfume Light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room And Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide And I fell down on my knees and I just clung to him and cried Then he raised me to my feet And as I looked into his eyes The love was shining out from him Like sunlight from the skies Guilt in my confusion Disappeared in sweet release 
every fear I'd ever had just melted into peace. And today Our Lady says, four times referencing Jesus, a new life with Jesus. Second time, the risen one. Third time, Jesus saves you. The fourth time, his resurrection. And then Our Lady comes up and says this, witness the joy that you are mine. Why is she saying that? Except this is her time. Jesus is telling her, you go and win all the earth for me. Bring them to me. They belong to you. They're your children, and you can make of them whatever you want. And she has decided that what she wants is a group of people who are her apostles. She literally said that April 2nd, my children... As my apostles, you must be united in the fellowship arising from my son. She is here to raise up apostles. Don't think any less of that, of what you're called to. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.